All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another podcast interview. This time we've got a gentleman on the phone here who, uh, man, the uh, this team is making waves and they are continuing to, uh, wow, make bigger waves as we head into this upcoming season. Uh, I have got uh, the owner of Cobequid Mountain Sports, the uh, team out there in the out in the Maritimes. I got Alex Parker on the phone. Alex, man, thank you very much for chatting with us. Thanks for having me, Billy. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Now, we've got, uh, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Now, I mean... Um, I want to obviously talk to your riders individually, but I thought a good place to start would be talk to you and bam, well, we can talk about everybody. We can bang everybody out at once and talk about everybody and uh, kind of get to up to speed on what you're doing, where you came from and all that kind of stuff. So how does that sound? Yeah, for sure. Sounds great. All right. Well, let's, um, I mean, the first place we always have to start is, uh, well, hey, actually, where, where are you right now? I'm in my shop at uh, my house. Your shop at your house. Now, where exactly is that? Uh, I live in Pugwash, Nova Scotia. It's like a small fishing village, um, about a half an hour from the, the Nova Scotia New Brunswick border. Okay, the names of towns out there are so good. You said Pugwash, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing like that in Ontario. Oh, we probably do, but uh, uh, okay. Well, okay. So um, let, let's back it up. So a lot of people out there maybe uh, just getting to know you, and there's. A lot more about uh, you and your shop uh, as we went over on my drive from Salt Lake City uh, than yeah. a lot of people may know. So let, let's back it way up, though. So uh, where did you grow up? I grew up right here in Pugwash, um, born and raised, uh, never, never left. <laughs> well, you believe in lots this summer. Yeah, yeah. The last few years, I guess I've been, uh, I've been getting out of here for a bit. But uh, no, I, I, I like it here. I like growing up here. I was able to um you know make a living here and and you know build a, a business up to make livings for a bunch of other people too so um yeah i just i like staying here and I'll probably continue to stay here uh, that's amazing i know i know a lot of people are actually selling their homes and moving out into the maritime somewhere out there whether it's new brunswick or nova scotia so i know uh you're probably seeing a bit of an influx yeah definitely definitely a lot of a uh, lot of ontario plates Right, like you got those uh, those Darmadalia brothers. Yeah, yeah, we're, you didn't have those back any time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's um, let's uh, back it up even uh, a little bit more. Okay, so you grew up out there in Pugwash, out there. So uh, you live there, you love it there. Um, what, uh, racing history? What's uh, where, where are you? What kind of history do you come from? Um, a lot of recreational stuff, just riding dirt bikes growing up. Um, got into a little bit of professional snowmobile racing and then uh, uh but most of my background honestly was in in uh, stick and ball sports just um basketball and baseball primarily so it was uh yeah that was that was sort of the background that i had but i always rode dirt bikes always had you know snowmobiles four wheelers the, the whole thing so i was always i always had a finger in the in the industry and then uh, when i got involved in the dealership i guess is when i sort of you know got got uh know submerged in in everything that goes on on this side of it okay yeah i definitely want to talk about how you started uh, how you got started in cob mountain sports there and stuff but anybody who hasn't been out into the maritimes and stuff i mean you go out there it's just every highway you're on there's always a quad trail beside it or a snowmobile track you can see i mean there is it's just all about outdoor activity out there absolutely yeah no no shortage of places to ride like i know um one of the things that a lot of the people that come out here uh, realize pretty quickly is, is the amount of you know places to ride both you know uh, trail whether it's trail ride um, on a track 
you know, just recreation, anything. It's, it's just the possibilities are endless. For sure. I know when I drive around out there, it's like it is just endless forest. Like it is just trees yep. as far as you can see everywhere. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of trees. Yeah, you, you get on whatever kind of recreational vehicle you want to and just uh, point in any direction and away you go. Exactly. Pretty <laughs> much. Hey, I got to ask you this too. I, I don't know. It's my silly question. I always like asking people, what was your race number and what uh, what was your history behind your race number? Um, never had um, uh, like a designated race number. Um, just floated around. But um, in in the sports side of things I was always nine um I don't know where it came from to be honest with you that was just the number that was the one um that was the one I had the most success with so that's what I that's what I stuck with okay there you go all right yeah there's always I mean it's kind of a silly question that I ask everybody but sometimes there's uh kind of interesting stories behind them (laughs) yeah yeah no there's there's always good story I've heard just from our riders, I've heard some good stories, so it's, it's a good question. Yeah, yeah, I always ask it. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Okay, well, um, now the let's uh, well, Cobbaquid. What, uh, what what's the meaning of that name there? It's obviously a, a name from out in that area. Yeah, um, so it's a mountain range, and um, I mean, it's not like we have big gnarly mountains here or anything, but we have a little bit of elevation in spots, so it's a it's a mountain range. Um, the shops at the foot of of that mountain range. Um, so that's where the Cobbledon Mountain Sports came from. And uh, the dealership's been there since 1965. Okay. Um, so obviously I didn't start it. <laughs> no. Uh, but I've, I've been there, I've been there like 11 or 12 years now. So it's, it's, uh, I've been there a good chunk of time now, so it's good. Okay, and I got to ask you, how did you start there? Are you uh, sweeping floors, selling bikes and stuff? How did you get started? Uh, you... Parts department. Parts department is uh, how I started there. Um, it was an ad in the newspaper back when been, when they still had newspapers. And, um, <laughs> yeah, my dad said, like, you know, you, you got to get out of the house. You got you to, gotta, you know, pull your own weight here kind of thing. And I was still in high school. And, um, he pushed me in that direction. I'm like, I, I, I don't know enough about that to do that. And he's like, well, you don't know until you try. Apply for the job. And so I applied for the job. And uh, the owner interviewed me, and he told me that I was nothing like what they were looking for. And, uh, you know, thanks anyway. And I didn't get the job. And then a few weeks later, they couldn't find anybody. Uh, <laughs> so he called me back, and he said, listen, if, you, if you're still looking, you can, you can come to work for us. And here I am. Wow, did you, was your dad from this side of the industry, or like any kind of motorized stuff, or how come? Uh, what's... Uh, no, no, dad was dad was big into hockey, um, okay. big hockey uh, background, um, and then my mom was uh, more into the, the motorsport side of things with snowmobiles and stuff. So that's uh, that's sort of where I got uh, that whole side of the family was was big into snowmobiles, and that's I guess where I got hooked into it. Okay, and then the uh, what the original owner decided to retire at some point, or you made an offer? How yeah, that... just it came to uh, came to a point where um, you know I, I went to uh, community college uh, to do a couple things, and I wasn't really driving with me, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And he was at a position where he wanted to to move on and retire, and um, he just you know asked me one day if, if sticking around there uh, long term is something that I'd be interested in, and I said, well, yeah, that you know. That'd be cool. I like it here. I like the industry. I like the people. Um, and then we just sort of said, well, maybe we should pursue that further and, and keep me around and move me into into ownership and taking over. And so that's that's what we did. It took us a couple of years to get that hammered out. And 
Um, the previous owner was awesome about it. He, he helped me out huge. He, he, you know, he set the, the groundwork for me being able to take it over and, and move in the direction that we're in now. Okay, now what year are we talking here? Uh, 2012 or 2000, 2012, 2013. Okay, excellent. Okay, what, uh, what, uh, let's, uh, you know, push some brands. What, what do you uh, What do you guys sell there at? Uh, do, you, do you always say Cobb Mountain or do you say Cobbaquid? Do you? <laughs> uh, Cobbaquid, usually Cobbaquid. Cobbaquid or CMS. Uh, a lot of people struggle with the Cobbaquid, so we roll with CMS quite a bit. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> what brands? Yeah. What brands do you have in there? Uh, we have we have Skidoo, Can Am ATV, Can Am side by side, Gas Gas, and uh, we just recently signed uh, on as a WP Service Center, um, and then all the aftermarket. Uh, product brands, Kimpex, Parts Canada, all those guys. Okay, so Gas Gas is your only motocross brand? Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Okay. Now, um, here's what uh, what surprised me, and I guess, uh, boy, was was I there? Uh, the um, the history of racing. So, obviously, you got into it, and you saw the importance of, uh, you know, supporting teams and riders and things. And, man, your X Games, when we got talking about your uh, winter X Games and Aspen stories, you uh, you went full bore there a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, I blame that whole program on Heath Frisbee. He's the one that, that roped me into that and got me addicted into, uh, into this whole scene, really. <laughs> like you had like a five or six person team. Yeah, we, uh, we were the, we were the first to, uh, to compete at, uh, Winter X Games as a team. Okay, now what year are we talking there? Was that 19 or when was that? Uh, we were there for 19 and 20. 19 and 20, okay. And you had some success. I mean, you had, like you mentioned, Joe Parsons and, you know, the top second most uh, decorated X Games guy in history. You had, like, you had Mitch Cook on the snow bike. You had uh, Blair Morgan. Man, it was uh, kind of kind of a crazy team. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we just decided if we were going to do it, we may as well, you know, do it right and try and, try and bring home medals. Um, it's a, so, well, as, as you know, it's a lot of money to go to that event. It's a, number one, it's a hard place to get to. And uh, it's it's just a, an expensive area in the United States, too. So we figured if we're going, we may as well make it worthwhile. Right, right. I know it's also tough, guys, trying to get out in their practice times and finding places to drive out into the wilderness and, and get, some, get some seat time up at the altitude and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was... That was an eye opener. The uh, the the snowmobile side of things I was so familiar with, so it was it was maybe not easy, but it was um, less stressful to try and figure out. And we had way more resources at our disposal then um, because we had you know we'd been working with Skidoo since 1965, so we were pretty <laughs> ingrained with the company. And but uh, the the snow bike thing was a huge eye opener. <laughs> right, right. Now, what, um, I mean, I talked to uh, Yannick Boucher, who uh, competed at the X Games and stuff, too, in the snow bike. And, I mean, what, uh, what kind of, uh, I mean, obviously, there's no motorized stuff going on at the X Games these days. Is that coming back, or what's uh, what's the future of that look like? Have you been in conversations? Yeah, the last, um, the last conversation we had with the organizers was that there was um, maybe another company coming to the table um, to start operating that because disney disney runs it now okay uh, and then they uh there's supposed to be another company come in and talk about uh reviving the motorsports side of things maybe you know 
bringing back Snowcross and and because um, at one time there was like three or four, maybe even five um, disciplines of snowmobile events at X Games. You know, whether it's freestyle or long jump or speed and style um, uh, or Snowcross. So it's uh, there's talk of bringing all that stuff back. Whether it happens or not, I don't know because um, it seems like it had been trending the other way for quite a while. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I was there the last time they had the snow cross, and the tra- the course they put out was terrible. And then the next year they didn't have the snowmobiles, but they had the snow bikes, and it's just kind of it had been a weird mix of uh, of stuff you know, trying to get uh, get crowds. I don't know if it's environmental or what's going on, but it uh, seems like it was a struggle the last few years. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, now. As far as, uh, you know, I uh, don't get out to uh, your neck of the woods very often, once a year normally, and then, of course, we didn't go there the past few years. But uh, what I kept seeing was uh, Justin Burge on the Cobbequid uh, supported ride. I'd see him down in Florida. I'd see him at a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of the you know, minios and stuff like that in Florida. So uh, how, how long have you been supporting the Moto guys? Probably a long time. We're just kind of seeing it more now, or what's, what's happening? Um, no, we started supporting Justin when we, when we brought Gas Gas on board. Um, he was on a Husky before that. Uh, so I guess when we brought on Gas Gas two, almost three years ago, I guess, okay. um, whenever they brought the brand to, to Canada, uh, that's when we started working with Ruben and Justin. Okay, right, right. All right, well, since, so since then, now this coming year, you're, uh, you got both feet. You've jumped right in here. We've, we've upped the program, uh, it's pretty safe to say. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we've we've done our best to take it to another level for sure. Now I know I know last year we were talking and you and you obviously been looking. I don't know if it was exactly Mitchell Harrison you were looking at when you were talking to me last year, but uh, you said to me, you know, you kind of alluded to uh, just hang on, we're going to have something big coming up, and uh, looks like you we have that. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, we at that time when you and I had talked, we had a couple irons in the fire. The first of which was was bringing um, Ev Broder on onto the program. Right. That was that was something that um, we really wanted to get done. Uh, we that was our primary focus. We focused on bringing Ev on board before we even um, we even began the the process of, of bringing on a Pro Two Fifty rider. Okay. He um, was just a good fit for the program. Um, it was good for the brand, and uh, yeah, so that was that was step one. And then uh, we, because we had sort of laid out like a three three step plan of what we wanted to do to to get the team built for this year. And step two was obviously uh, you know putting the, the wheels in motion to get a two fifty guy. And then uh, step three was convincing uh, our our vet guy to come out of retirement for a few races and and get a few nationals in this year because uh, he did so well last year at Walton. Right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's not get too far ahead of us here because there are there are some uh, <laughs> some big things in there to talk about. I mean, like you say, number one is getting the number one. So you got Ev Brodeur. So now the team has a number one to show up at the races with. That's huge, yep. obviously. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. We're excited about that. Definitely. Right. Right. And then uh, and then we've got uh, Tyler Medallia, who we didn't even think was going to be racing, and all of a sudden he's like uh, not not racing, but uh, committing to a full series. But now he's doing the entire series. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I stay. I bugged him. I guess enough. I, I stayed on him and and convinced him that uh, he wasn't ready to to move on. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. And like you say, he's been uh, comfortable on the new bike and the changes and everything. And you say he's even faster than he was last year on uh, on the local tracks. 
Yeah, definitely. We've uh, we've done a lot of testing. Just him being on the same bike for two years, the same suspension. Um, we kept him on the 450 all winter, uh, and, and it's, uh, as everybody knows, that those are big girls in the woods. They're they're hard to hang on to, and so it was really good for his fitness and just staying on the chassis and staying on the the you know the same weight and everything is just so good for for his bike feel coming into this year and it it shows on the on the practice tracks around here like it's hard to when when i'm with the guys in florida and i'm seeing it i'm coming home and i'm telling the people around here i'm like you you know tyler's flipped the switch he's he's on another level he's riding you know significantly above where he was riding at the and he was fast last year it's not <laughs> like not to take away from what he's been doing but like to, to come home and tell everybody hey you know he's got something special going on this year and and uh, they're like oh yeah no that's cool that's cool and then the people around here have started to see him ride again here and they're like dude you were right like he is <laughs> he, he has found another cog like what, what did you do Wow. Yeah, well, it's crazy because, I mean, obviously we're all talking about, uh, you know, Jess Pettis, Dylan Wright up front. And, I mean, the one guy who hates most that is probably Tyler. He's like, do not, uh, you know, he's, although he probably enjoys being able to kind of sneak in there and uh, try to get on the podium and get some wins under there, doesn't he? Yeah, one thing about Tyler is he, he, he's a really, really intelligent racer. And he, he wouldn't put himself on the track unless he knew that he could um, be in a position to be on the podium and fight for wins. So, you know, he he knows if if he's if his speed and fitness isn't there, then he's you know he's he's not going to do it. So for him to you know to, to come to us and say I'm like I'm ready to rip, I'm ready to to battle for wins. You know, you, I put a lot of trust in that. I know he's he's ready when we when we show up to the track and he trains harder than anybody I've ever seen. So his, his fitness is always there. So he's uh, yeah he's he's in a good spot coming into the year. Yeah, it's funny. I whenever I'm talking to somebody about uh, you know going to a race and they're upset about their finishes and stuff like that, I always use Tyler as an example. He never, I mean, not an excuse. If there's a reason he did poorly, there's a reason he did poorly. But he's not afraid to line up and whatever he finishes, that's where he was that day. He owns it and moves on. I always tell people, young riders that you know are so don't don't show up at a race because oh they don't, they're not. It's like no, hey man, you know what? you're building for something just go and race and that's what you did and you don't need to make excuses just go out and ride and i just always use tyler as that example because he's just a guy that's not afraid to line up absolutely yeah, that was the one of my big tyler moments was last year at gopher dunes um he came off the track and and there was no excuses none made at all he just looked at me and he said I need to I need to push harder. I'm not tired enough coming off the track. I'm not I'm I'm not riding hard enough. I need to push harder. And that was when we really saw a change last year and start in some podiums and stuff. So he he just there's there's just there's no bullshit with him for, for lack of a better term. He's when you know, when the when his speed is there, he's there. Right. Yeah, yeah, I feel I just like it's cool. I always use him as an example to kind of tell kids and stuff like that. Just get out there and ride, man. Get out there and race and don't be yep. afraid of where you finish because that's where you finished that day and whatever, right? So, okay, well, I'm circling my way back to Mitchell Harrison here, of course, but I want to talk, you alluded to uh, the vet rider coming back. What is going on with uh, probably one of the most stylish riders we've ever seen here in Canada, Mitch Cook coming back? Um, yeah, I guess he doesn't like when I call it a comeback because it's not a comeback. He said he, he said he never retired, so it's not a comeback. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, I just, I've been bugging him because he rides 
every he he rides almost as much as Tyler does, and he's he rides as he trains at a level that you know national riders train at. He keeps fit, he keeps fast on the bike. He yeah, he's he trains off the bike too. So like it's I said, Mitch, you're you're just so fast, and people love watching you race, man. Like let's get let go let's go to the nationals, and and he's like, oh I, yeah, I don't want to you know I don't want to commit to it, and I don't want to. Know, put myself through that and I said well why don't why don't we pick the one your favorite tracks so let's do your favorite track <laughs> nice like, oh I, I did you know I did I had good results at Riverglade so let's do that and I'm like okay well you may as well follow us back out then so um so as it stands right now I, I would say you're going to see him at Riverglade Deschambeau and then the Walton Okay, well, that makes sense. We'll all be lining up on the fences there to watch him uh, hit that big double jump at uh, Deschambeau, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I told him he wasn't allowed to race unless he whipped. <laughs> that's right. But has he moved on to the new uh, the new school oppos, or is he still whipping? I mean, whips are great. Yeah, you're you're never going to get him to stop whipping. He's, <laughs> he's, he's just going to keep rolling with that. He'll, he'll keep whipping until it comes back in style, I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Right on. Okay, so he's committed to the eastern ones. Well, when they start uh, Riverglade and then coming back towards the towards the final at uh, at Walton. Okay, so that's cool. But we're not going to see him out west. No, we won't see him west. Um, I told him I was putting a bike in the trailer just in case he woke up one morning and decided that he needed to get on a plane. But um, we, as of right now, no, no, we won't see him west. Well, there's a couple of new tracks he might like. You never know. Maybe he should get out there and ride Drumheller or Pilot Mound. We'll just have to keep. Uh, hoping that he gets enough FOMO that he's got to fly out. <laughs> Ride the FOMO, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. So we got uh, three kind of legendary Canadians on the team, so that's obviously uh, right there that's big enough for a team. But uh, you went out, you got uh, Mitchell Harrison, a former... I mean, I was at the uh, Rockstar Husqvarna team launch in 2017 in Los Angeles, uh, and Mitchell Harrison was on that team. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how does this come up, and why is he coming to Canada? Why isn't he staying south? What did it take to get him up here? Um, so the, I guess I, I put a lot of weight in our our program um, with Mitch and Tyler. I, I talked to them a lot about um, you know directions that we should head, things we should be doing, uh, the way we should be going about things. Those guys have been around for a long time, and I haven't, so it's I'm, I'm not afraid to ask for advice from those guys and. Um, I said to them that I wanted to do something on a 250, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it unless we were going to be fighting for wins. And Tyler said, "You know, well, uh, I'm down. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll help him train. I'll make sure that you know he stays on the bike. Whoever you decide." He said, "But my, you know, my, my, my one ask is let's pick somebody that is a really good fit for the team too. That's, that's going to be good to have around instead of just, you know, going out and getting somebody that's fast and, and maybe not as much of a personality. So, you know, we bounced a, a bunch of names around and talked to uh, numerous guys and had conversations about how the deal would be structured and everything. And Mitch Cook was the one that said, Hey, what about Mitchell Harrison? And I was like, heck, I don't know. It, he seems like a good fit he seems like a good guy Tyler really liked him he wrote a GPF with uh, with Jeremy and uh, Mitchell was there at the time so talked to Tyler and he's like yeah man I think that's our guy I think that's the one so I reached out to Mitchell and we chatted a while and uh, just talked about what it might look like and what our goals were and 
Um, his, our goal was to chase a championship, and his goal is to win one. So it was a pretty easy alignment there. And yeah, we just hammered out some details and and uh, came to an agreement. I mean, okay, that's that's awesome. Now, I know the uh, the big uh, hullabaloo, the hubbub. The water cooler talk was the uh, the fact that he was he's like eighth place in 2020, ninth in 2017, uh, top tens in his 250 AMA history. Uh, so obviously he had to go to a ruling with the uh, MRC. Yep. So what? Uh, how involved did you get in that? Did that scare you? Did you uh, when? Because I mean, there's some people obviously commenting on things and what uh, you know. What can you say to that? Yeah, well, I mean. Yeah, lots of people talk about that stuff. I try not to let it really get to me, to be honest with you. It's just, like, we're just trying to, you know, grow a sport and be competitive. And, you know, people don't get faster unless they race faster people, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, there was lots of talk about his eligibility and stuff, but I didn't just sign a guy and bring him to Canada not knowing the rules and not knowing if he could race or not. Um, we talked about it. I had ran it by the series and, and MRC ahead of time and they didn't foresee a problem. And then, um, you know, there's a, a few people had complained um, after the, the news came out that he was actually going to come. Uh, so we just uh, got a ruling from the head referee that his eligibility was good and that he was cleared to race the season. Excellent. No need to, uh, no need to ask any more questions about that, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's no. uh, oh, let's, Let's bury that one and go racing. Yeah, exactly. I always think it's funny, like, what would happen if, say, Jake Piccolo went down and raced 250s and ended up seventh overall and then came back, sorry, you can't race. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that could happen. Yeah, right? it's, it's a bit of a crazy rule because, like, I mean, it's, it's like Jeffrey Hurlings can come here and race 450s and nobody can say a thing, right? But it's, uh, it's a 250 thing, man. Yeah, I guess that's a whole other argument, the whole uh, what is the 250 class, I suppose. But uh, anyway, that, that's awesome that it worked out. I mean, I know that uh, it was a little touch and go there a couple weeks ago where it was like, okay, we're sending it over to Daryl and Paul, and it came back, everything was fine. I mean, there's obviously no date written on that uh, that particular ruling, so they kind of, uh, that's the way it went. So anyway, I, I don't want to, you don't have to say any more. Glad it worked out. We're glad it worked out. We're happy to have Mitchell here. I think we're going to have a really fun season, and, you know, um, I, I think it's going to be really good for the sport and good for the series, and you know, hopefully the fans are going to be jacked up and and uh, have fun watching race. Exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, we are like you say, trying to grow the sport, and I mean, without without some influx of some fast guys south of the border, we just don't get the eyes on the sport like we do with them. So I mean, it's just overall, it's just huge. Sure, you're just some guys that are going to get beat by them, but I mean, sorry, but uh, it's it's <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly, and it, it, I feel like it gets uh, gets some eyes from the U.S. looking up at us, Abs too. Well, that's what I mean, exactly, absolutely, like, yeah. like thousands and thousands of extra eyes, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's the goal. We want to, you know, we want to make sure that the series is around for a long time. I'm, I'm just getting here, and I want to stay a while, so. Right, as a media guy, I have no problem with it, of course, because that uh, certainly gives us something to talk about. But uh, Yeah, for sure. Now, what's he going to do? Is he going to be staying here? I mean, with uh, COVID and everything, I know guys guys were kind of locked into our country for the whole seasons last year. Has that lightened up, or what's his travel plans? Yeah, um, he's living here in Nova Scotia. Um, he's going to be here for the year, or for the for the season. Okay. Um, so we, we're basically running everything out of Brookfield, uh, between Brookfield and the dealership, and then... Uh, yeah, he's living with Tyler and Heidi, and uh, <laughs> hopefully they're not working him at the bakery too hard. I was, I was just going to say, so if you go down to Hurricane Heidi's, you'll see him sitting there having fried eggs on toast and a coffee and maybe washing yeah. some dishes. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the first thing he said, he's like, "Don't you have a bakery?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna be here every morning." I'm like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> yeah, I've done my time sitting in there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's here in Nova Scotia. Um, we'll fly fly back and forth to the west, and then um, probably for most of the Ontario rounds, we'll uh, we'll camp out at the Medallia Homestead and mm-hmm. uh, run things out of there for those. That's okay. That's cool, man. That's 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 cool. He's gonna. I, I, he's gonna. Obviously, everybody who shows up in uh, Nova Scotia and hangs out for a while just ends up loving it. Especially when you're with those two. That's uh, so. He's he's definitely gonna love it. Although going for runs, I remember back in the day. I, I man, the black flies were killing me. Yeah, yeah, and it's that time of year right now when we were we were doing the photo shoot at Pleasant Valley the other day. I was like, man, I don't remember them being this bad, but. <laughs> Apparently they are. I know Mitch and Heidi and Ty, they all laughed at me, but I had to turn around and go run on the roads. I couldn't do the trails they told me to go run. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, they they get you roped into some of that stuff. Tyler, the first day Mitchell was here, Tyler took him to show him his hard enduro loops. Oh, yeah. Um, like, like, man, you can't you can't put the race bikes in the hard enduro loops. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, well, let's talk about... Uh, so, Mitchell obviously was riding a gas gas already, so he comes up here, jumps yeah. on your setup and everything. Like, who's doing your motors and your suspension and everything, and how is everything going getting him up to speed? Um, so, Joe Skid's doing our suspension. Um, we're really happy with everything that Joe's been doing. I mean, he has 40-plus championships on his stuff, so he's, you know, he's trusted. Um, Mitch and Tyler love his stuff. They, they, they'll vouch for him, so it was fitting that uh, Mitchell will go on his stuff. So we're using Joe for that stuff. Um, and uh, Jeff at PR2 does all our motor work. Okay. Uh, it's been really solid for us. Built strong motors and they're super reliable. So we haven't, we, haven't, we haven't had any mechanicals with the motors, knock on wood, which is good. That's half the battle. So. Okay. All right. Well, um, obviously, I mean, guys historically have come up here and think they're just going to kind of, you know, run the table on our guys. Mitchell seems to be kind of a level-headed guy. I've always liked him in the conversations I've had with him and stuff. But, uh, I mean, it's always a risky thing to say anything publicly about how you're going to do. But uh, what uh, what are the expectations there for him? Obviously, you're going for a championship, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, he's he's got a really good attitude about it. He, he doesn't expect to just walk in here and, and win. He doesn't expect to be handed anything. He knows that the guys here are fast. Um, one thing that, that Mitch Cook had mentioned right away is that Sometimes the guys from the U.S. have trouble adapting to the dirt up here. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been hitting as many tracks as we can to try and expose them to as many different um, dirt types. We're, we're pretty fortunate that we have a lot of tracks around to, to ride. Um, and so that's been good. We've been able to expose them to that. But his, he, uh, obviously the goal is a championship, but, but honestly just being able to, to battle up front, stay healthy for the, for the series and just, you know, take it one step at a time, one round at a time, and, and hopefully at the end of the series we're, we're up there and, and uh, running a red plate. Uh, right, and our tracks, I mean, compared to the American national tracks, are just so much smaller, so it's, that, that's something to get used to too, but of course he's a Supercross guy, so uh, somewhere in the middle he should be able to find himself pretty happy. Yeah, he's, the, the speed is definitely um, there. We Just in the few days that we've tested so far, it's, it's definitely, you know, he's got good speed, he's getting comfortable on the bike, he's He's learning um, Joe's suspension settings and, and how the bike reacts and, and all that stuff. So we've gotten some, some really good days in already. And, um, yeah, we're just going to take it from there. We're going to uh, gonna get a good race in this Sunday at Riverglade as a regional and, and use that as sort of a practice day to get all the kinks worked out. 
Oh, sorry. What, you're going where? Sorry, say that. That was my next question. I was going to ask you what you're going to hit between now and the races. Yeah. So, so Sunday, um, Evan and her family are coming down, and we're going to have the team at uh, Riverglade oh. um, for, for a regional race here. Um, you know, part of our deal with Gas Gas is to, to support local races and, and local racers and grow the sport in our area too. So we're gonna we'll be at Riverglade with the trailer and, and the van and stuff, and, and you know, help the young riders out and anybody that has trouble, and then get some get some practice time in with Mitch and Tyler and Mitchell and Ev and. Alan and uh, Justin still in the U.S. but won't be there. But we'll have uh, we'll have a pretty good crew on and use it as a test day. Get some laps in. <laughs> I just I just gonna joke about uh, sure some local pro kid's gonna show up and go what Mitchell Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, funny when we were when we were registering today, I was like trying to, we're trying to fill the day up so that he's not just there. You know, the guys aren't there all day just running one class. So I I was looking through the classes and, <laughs> and technically. Tyler can race MX3 and Vet on Sunday, and Mitchell can race MX3 and Youth on Sunday. Okay, well, you might as well, right? I'm sure he will. Yeah, yeah, so we'll fill the day in anyway. Nice. And man. then uh, next weekend, we're headed to Quebec, and we're going to race with him in her home turf and uh, do a provincial race there. Oh, what track is that? Uh, it's just out of Quebec City. I can't remember what the track's called, but uh, I know... Um, Benoit and Tremblay ride there a lot. Okay, okay, that'll kind of be uh, certainly a true test if those two guys show up. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, hey, Alex, man, I really, really appreciate that. I think we kind of covered everything there without uh, without talking to the guys individually. I mean, I think I'm not sure what else we need to say, man. That was, that was amazing uh, to fill everybody in on what's going on, how we got to where we are, and kind of what, uh, what the summer's going to look like. Yeah, no, we're excited for the season and uh, can't wait to get started. All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And good luck this weekend. Good luck next weekend. And uh, I'm in Kamloops, so uh, I guess I'll see you here <laughs> in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, thanks for your time. And uh, who, who do you want to thank there? Alex, why don't you give us a rundown? Uh, on just everybody in our corner, um, everybody at the shop, the, my staff there has been awesome and uh, supporting us. Gas Gas Canada, Calis Moto, uh, Mitch and Tyler have been the dream team for the gear, uh, our riders. And then we have, you know, a list of mile long, Liat, Kimpex, um, Pirelli tires, Dunlop tires, Michelin tires, PID <laughs> uh, chain, FMS, GET, uh, the whole crew. I'm sure I'm forgetting lots of people. SKDA has been huge for the program this year. They've, they've come in um, really been powerhouse in the graphics department. So thanks to those guys, too. All right. Well, uh, you may have forgotten some, but you named three tire companies, which is not usual. No. No, we, uh, we honestly had just built the, the bikes with the philosophy that each rider likes different stuff. So we negotiate all our tire deals individually um, per rider. Interesting. That's interesting, man. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, uh, good luck. And uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing you guys all out here at Whispering Pines on uh, June 5th. Awesome. See you there, Billy. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.